You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Hey, who's enjoying this series? You may not know. Um, this series called, um, it's, this is the scripture behind the series, is uh, Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. Who appreciates that scripture, especially right now, especially right now? That might be a good scripture to put on a t-shirt and just wear it for the next 30 days. Come on. But 2020, I know that there's been some highlights, but 2020, um, by and large, has been very tough. And we're still addressing 2020 in 2021. And the reason we're putting on this, uh, this series is because... There is, um, there is an enemy that is trying to repeat 2020 and 2021. But it is, it is the mandate, the calling, the anointing of this house to make sure that 2020 stays in 2020 and doesn't enter into 2021. Can I get an amen? Come on. Who is for that? 2020, you stay back there. We're moving on. We are moving on. I might get a little excited this morning. So, hey, the, um, the, reason, the reason it's so important, this is, this is the, the personal message that our lead pastor had shared. He goes, we are the standard barriers as the church. We are God's mouthpiece on earth. We work in tandem with the Holy Spirit in lifting the standard. Be prophetic. Speak faith, hope, and love. That, that, is, that is the message from our lead pastor over us. And then all our instructions over our city. Come on. Hey, the title of my message today, I'm going to smile more than I'm going to be like fierce because I can be fierce and do knife hands. That's from the Marine Corps, so I apologize. (laughs) Hey, the title of the message is Faith in the Famine. 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 2020 felt like a famine to me. It felt like a famine to me. It just felt like there wasn't enough resources. There wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough things to go around. There was too many people telling us what to do. It felt like a famine. It didn't feel like freedom. It didn't feel like what we're used to. It didn't feel like you had room. It felt like you were in a tight jacket and you couldn't lift your arms. That's what 2020 felt like. This is what Webster says faith is, is belief and trust in God, knowing that God is real even though one can't see him. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. This is what the Bible says faith is, though. Uh, In Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I was going to read through all this, but I don't have the time to. Famine is a time when there is not enough food and severe shortage. I like that. That's kind of appropriate for famine. But, um, But faith... Faith. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I want you to, I want you to remember that. I'm going to read a passage in the book of Judges, but I want you to think about faith. I want you to think about faith because it is the key to unlocking so much. Hey, so come with me in your Bibles to Judges chapter 6. We're going to read through. We're going to read about Gideon. Who likes Gideon? Gideon. Gideon. Mighty Gideon. 
Okay, here is the scene. The Israelites did evil in the days of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hand of the Midianites. Because of the power of the Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves, get this, in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. That sounds very dark and cold, doesn't it? When the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and the other eastern people from D.C. invaded their country. Thank you for laughing. I wasn't sure if I was crossing the line there. They camped on the land and ruined the crops of all, all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. Neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkey. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. That was the scene. That was 2020. Didn't that feel like 2020? Way back then. It's coming back again. What do we do? Come on. Wow. Participation. I love this. You don't, you don't even need a microphone. Okay. <laughs> Come on. I love it. Hey, I want to I talk to you about three things that Gideon did. I'm going to read some more. Bear with me. But I'm going to read some more, and I'm going to talk about the three things that unlocked Gideon's situation and the Israelite situation. But I want you to take notes and think about, okay, God, what does this mean for me? What is this? How does this, how does this shift something? And at the end, I'm going to pray for everybody for an unlocking, for a breakthrough. Okay, so this is what happened. So the angel of the Lord came and sat down under an oak tree that belonged to Gideon's father. And Gideon was in a wine press, but he was threshing wheat. He was separating wheat, the seed of wheat from the chaff. And the Lord, excuse me, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. This is what Gideon said, pardon me, my Lord. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders of our ancestors that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? My first first point is there's faith in his encounter. You have to have faith in his encounter. I think you have to make a decision. Is this, is this the Lord that I'm going to believe? Or am I going to, to lean more into the, the, um, the famine? Am I going to lean more into the famine? Or am I going to lean more into the faith? I think, we both get, I think we get both decisions. We get both decisions. But we can either choose to just go with the flow and be in the famine. Or we can step into faith. What I love about Gideon. Here's, here's what Gideon said. He starts to share. He starts to talking about all the promises that uh, he's like, isn't the Lord supposed to, like, take care of this stuff? Didn't he do this before? Didn't he pull us out of Egypt? And it was like his spirit was being reminded. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. There is faith in the encounter. And I want to share it with you. Um, I, I haven't always been a pastor. I wasn't born a pastor. Um, <laughs> Regardless of what Pastor Michaela said, I wasn't born a pastor. But when Kat and I met, we, uh, we got stationed here in San Diego. And we had no idea what we were doing. 
We are newlyweds, we are new to San Diego, and we are new believers. They said, you got to find a great church. you got to find a great church. We had no idea what to look for. And I had a friend say, call this man. Call this man. And his name was Pastor Jurgen. I couldn't even pronounce his name. <laughs> and I got this phone number for a man. And I called him, and he goes, let's have, let's have breakfast. Let's meet. And he started sharing about the goodness of God. And as he's sharing it, like, there was something inside of me that was, was like, coming alive. It was transforming. It was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? What is this? I'm ready to go to this right now. I'm ready to go to this right now. He goes, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to happen in a month and a half. We were so pumped. We were so excited. We got there early. We had the printed out instructions from MapQuest. They brought us from a different place. I appreciate some friends that can relate. But when we got there... We had eyes that could see. We could, I, I, I could see what Pastor Jurgen was talking about. But you know where we were? We were at the Del Mar Marriott in the banquet room. But what he was describing wasn't the Del Mar Marriott. He was describing the kingdom. And there was something that transformed us that day as we were stepping into the promises of God. There was an, a, a transaction that was happening. It was a transaction that was happening. There is faith in the encounter. Do not think that you are here by accident, friends. You may have had a friend that, that invited you and you thought you were just grabbing breakfast, but they say, hey, we're taking a detour to church. So you're wondering, how can I get out of here? <laughs> you, you're probably in the parking lot and your car broke down. You're like, well, I might as well come to church because the, the tow truck's not coming for a while. Or you may be here for a while. You may have been here for a while. You're like, I need breakthrough, but I haven't seen it in a while. I feel like Midian. I feel, I'm sorry, I feel like Gideon in the wine press doing the same thing over and over again. Like, when is the breakthrough going to happen? What does that look like? Friends, choose faith. Choose faith in his encounter. Let me go to the second part. The second part. So the Lord turned to him and said, hey, go in the strength that you have. He was, he was feisty. Gideon was a feisty man of God. He goes, am I not sending you? Am I not sending you? Just go ahead. Go ahead. He goes, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? I'm the, the weakest in my family, and my family is the least. That's not a great compliment. <laughs> and this is what the, this is the angel of the Lord said. He goes, I'll be with you. You will strike down the Midianites. I will be with you. You will leave none of them alive. The second point is faith in the identity. It wasn't until I got into the house of God and I started hearing all these promises. I'm going to start moving around. Is that okay? Okay, I'm going to loosen up. It's a sweater, the sweater. <laughs> faith in identity. I had no idea what my identity was until I got into the house of the house of transformation, and I started hearing all these promises that said, hey, you know what God says about you? That you are meant to be the head, not the tail. You're meant to be above, not beneath. That the plans that he has for you is to bless you, to promise you, to promote you. And then I heard this wild statement, that he owns the earth in the fullness thereof. I'm like, oh my goodness, does anybody else know this? It was like I was hearing it the first time, and it was wrecking my brain. I'm like, why would I even go to school? Like, I didn't learn any of this stuff in school. This is amazing. 
That's not a knock on school, people. That's not a knock on school. I I love school. Faith and identity. Where's our, our identity come from? You know, the book of John, it says that in the beginning, the word was with him and the word uh, was him. The word, the word was us because in the beginning, it says we were made in the image and likeness of God the Father. So if you're wondering where your identity is today, you're like, well, I'm a failure. I'm the least of my family. My family is the least of anybody around. We owe money to everybody. Uh, We're in and out of jail. We got, uh, we got all sorts of problems. We got drug problems. We got relational problems. We got financial problems. We got police problems. We got future problems. We got health problems. That's a lot of problems. But that might be you, or one of those might be you today, and I'm here to tell you that's not your identity. You guys are going to hurt my time. You're going to hurt my time. We might have to do the two clap. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what they told me when I was um, four years old? My mom said I never spoke until I was four. I was very quiet. I was very quiet. And um, I grew up with a learning disability. And then so I went through, like, assessments and tests. And, you know, they would always bring me to a smaller room with, you know, equipment on the table. <laughs> What's with the equipment? They're always wanting to, like, I felt like an alien. <laughs> they would test my results. I was so intimidated, and I always failed those, those tests. I couldn't, I couldn't even, I was so intimidated, I couldn't even say anything. And then they wanted to know why I said that. I'm like, I have no idea. And they said, this is, this is, this is a quote from one of the teachers that said, they said to my mom, I'm concerned about your son ever being able to thrive and live as a responsible adult. And that became an identity for me. You know what the, the type of identity you bring with you? You know, like the umbrella that you, you bring, you're like, that's my identity? That every time a situation happens, you see yourself the least, not the greatest. The identity that says, there's no way I can do that. That can't be me. We cannot own a home here in Southern California. We can't even have a healthy marriage. That I cannot even do those things. I'm talking about that real identity that when, when you say, hey, put yourself on the board, you put yourself in the far corner. And no one else did that. But that's where you see yourself. That type of identity, that's not from your father. So we're going we're gonna to pray that off. That's, that's point two. That's point two. Hey, but Gideon had to wrestle with that. Gideon had to wrestle with that because that was his true identity. He's talking to God and God's saying, come on, I'm with you because I can't even do this. You're asking me to do something I can't do because they told me I can't do it. They told me, I've been told I can't do this. Hey, the third, third one is faith in the vision. Faith in the vision. But the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid. You're, you are not going to die. I think that's this is all Gideon needed to hear. <laughs> you're not going to die. <laughs> that's actually sobering. Hey, you're not going to die. Okay, that's cool. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there, and he called it, the, the Lord is peace. To this day, it still stands. I love that because he established, he established the vision. That the Lord is with me, then this is what I'm going to put in place. And as I go forward, and I loved it because it, it was probably a reminder for him. 
Like, if I ever have to turn back, I'll come back to this place and be reminded of how good my heavenly father is. But as I go out, because he says I'm not going to die, so I know that. (laughs) But the Lord is peace. So as I go, if I fail, I can always come back. For, for us, for, for Kat and I, we said, you know what, if we're going to um, stay in San Diego, then we have to do something significant. Because the rest of the world has said that we can't do significant. So we've got to do something significant. So when we came to San Diego, we said, you know what, Father, if you would keep us here, we will build the house of God. And that sounds, that sounds righteous and that sounds good. But what I, I meant, I wanted to stay in San Diego. We wanted to stay in San Diego. We wanted to, we wanted to, we wanted to see what Pastor Jurgen was saying so many years ago. Yeah. We wanted to see the different campuses. We wanted to see the different people. We wanted to see the, the, the teams being built out. We wanted to see the connect groups flourishing. We wanted to see the men's conference packed out. We wanted to see multiplication happening here. We wanted to really see Southern California completely transformed. I could tell it. It's only exciting to a few of you, but it was exciting to us. I'm only teasing. I'm only teasing. Faith in the vision. Faith in the vision. God has a vision for your life, and it is attached to the house of God. It is attached to the house of God. It is atta- it's, 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 it's advancing the kingdom. It's making disciples. It's keeping you under leadership. It's so you can go out and you can take territory. I could see there, there are leaders in this place that were meant to be in the marketplace. Like, like you have position and authority in the marketplace and in the community, and you, have it, you haven't left yet. I can see fancy initials before your name and after your name. And you have authority and you have responsibility. You have a calling that God's got for you. But I think one of the scary things is, is that vision can die with us. Vision, vision actually doesn't need to come to pass. What vision has God given you? I love that we do uh, Vision Sunday here. And, you know, Pastor Jurgen Leander are awesome. Like, hey, what's your vision? What's God put in your heart? And I actually think when, when people, when I talk to, like, bankers, like, what makes Awakened Church so different? How do you guys keep growing? And I honestly believe, and it's tough to put into um, to words, but I honestly believe it's because we do vision builders. Because attached to vision builders is people's vision for their lives. We talk about vision all the time. That your vision is locked up in in the kingdom. And as you flourish, so does the kingdom. So does the kingdom. I love that because then now it just needs to ask us. Because, you know, 2020 was 2020. So Kat and I are like, okay, what are we believing for this year? If we just went through one of the hardest years, the most difficult years for friends, family, and ourselves, then what are we believing this year to be? Like, we had to, we had to kind of like remove all the, the limits, all the filters, all the, uh, all the scale. We're like, okay, well, then let's believe God for the greatest things. This is going to be the greatest year of our life. Greatest vacations, greatest celebrations. Come on, that's right. I'm, I'm believing God for great vacations. Come on, people, let's go to vacation. Let's just take vacation for the whole year. Come on. <laughs> Come on, this is going to be a great year. This is going to be a great year that you are meant to flourish. You're meant to be in the house of God, that you're meant to have a new identity, and you're meant to have a vision from God. When you read on into uh, Judges, and I encourage you to do, it's, it's a great story, and it really happened. 
he goes on to defeating the enemy. And he brings 40 years of peace for Israel. If he didn't go, then the vision probably wouldn't have happened. Isn't that amazing? Maybe, maybe it would have been another 100 years goes by, 200 years go, goes by. But he said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrestle with these things that I have a problem with. The greatest thing you can do, the greatest thing you can do is you can put faith in the encounter with the Holy Spirit that, that you see. You feel him. You hear him. That's why we always teach around the Holy Spirit. We introduce people to the Holy Spirit. Salvation is key. And then, uh, and then getting that identity, that fresh identity, that we are new in Christ. We are new in Christ. And how important is it to be in the, in the kingdom, in the house, every week? Every week. Our lives have been transformed. Being here at church every week. I wrote a prophetic word for you guys. You guys want to hear it? Come on. I like to say I didn't write it. I mean, I wrote it, but the Lord told me what to say. So, so you can be confident. It's good. Could, would you mind standing up? Would you stand up with me as I read this? Could you close your eyes? You guys will do anything I say. I really appreciate that. This is what I felt God say as I was writing. I'm not a big writer. The enemy has destroyed the crops, the sheeps, or the sheep, sorry, the cattle and donkeys. That is family, churches, businesses, and government. But the Lord says the enemy's time of destroying and oppressing is over in our land. The United States of America is my child. She was mine before she was ever yours. And called to reflect my ways and goodness throughout the world. She was called to glorify my kingdom and the king of kings. That is Jesus. Every one of my children called by my name, prepare yourself for a year of breakout. 2021 is going to be a year to break out into a, my standard out of the oppressive mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. I will lead you back into the churches the marketplace and community and bring healing to your family as you move i will be with you no act or word of destruction will land on you for you are mine just receive that word for a second i can't say it anymore just receive it just receive the holy spirit's going to impart one of the one of the best things a minister can do is get out of the way just receive the Holy Spirit. Any of that stuff I was sharing, whether it made sense or not, but if it brought something up to your heart, you're like, you know what? That touched something. Just, just give it to him. Let me, let me give it to you. He's the great surgeon. He is the great wrestler. He is the great transformer. He's the great savior. He's got great plans for you. Victory, blessing, you are his. Today's gonna be a different day. It's a different day. It's not it's not what others say. 
It's not even what the, the news says. It's not even what social media says. It's what you say. Lean into the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your children. I thank you for your transformation. I thank you for what you did in Gideon's life, you would do in our lives. We thank you for that word, that victory. We think we are not the same. We are not the same. You are ours and we are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, come on, so good. You guys are awesome. Well, if you could just have a seat real quick. If none of that made any sense, then this next part is for you. I got saved because I had a friend pass away. And it hurt so bad. I'm like, this is not anything I want to ever experience before. I've never experienced before, and I never want to experience it again. I could not grieve. I didn't even know what grieving was. I was just crying all the time. He died in, in the war, and I was just like... How come I wasn't with him? It transformed my life because it brought me closer to Jesus. I didn't know I needed Jesus, but that's where I ended up going. We ran to the church, and when the first church, they had a potluck. So we're like, okay, well, we're getting warm. But the next church we went in, and there was worship, and we're like, this is it. The presence of the Holy Spirit was there and healing happened. Salvation is key because if you don't have salvation, then you're just an associate to the kingdom. You never want to be just an associate because the Father has sent his very best, so we're not associates, a.k.a. workers, a.k.a. slaves. He has sent his son Jesus to save us so that we are his, that we're his children. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you feel like an associate, where, where God is your boss and you are his worker, where you might not even know he exists, you might be like, I, I'm just waiting for the tow truck to come get my car. But right now is a real time. The Holy Spirit is here. And so if that's you, I want you to put your hand up. If you want to move from being an associate to being a child, would you put your hand up just so I can see who I'm praying for? This is going to be real simple. I'm just going to lead us into a prayer. It is going to move you from one position to the next. I see your hands. I see your hands. Anybody else? The reason I think Midian, uh, Gideon, I keep calling him Midian. The reason I think Gideon knew the angel of the Lord was there is because he had a relationship with God. And I don't think the word of the Lord was popular back then. And that is why the enemy, as the Bible says, the enemy took over. The great thing about God is his grace. Not the only great thing, but he, his grace is sufficient for you. 
You actually don't need to go back and fix things. You just have to put your hand up and say, Lord, uh, I'm with you. I, I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole heart. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if that's you today, any, any last hands, any last hearts out there? Come on. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, church, let's pray. Let's pray for the hands that went up. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for making me yours. I repent from my sin. Heaven is my home. And I will build the house of God all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.